Welcome, I'm Sabine from Tower Wisdom, your podcast for soul growth and healing. You are a truly magnificent being and I'm bringing to you knowledge and insight from different healing modalities to help you to be a powerful, light-filled creator of your life. to this episode today we are discovering together the topic of the art of receiving now this is already the third (laughs) recording I do for this week's episode the two other recordings were on very different topics and then I got the message that I should be talking this week about receiving giving but especially how can we learn to receive and I guess (laughs) this is it then and um, this is a very hands-on episode I I invite you to get a pen and a paper we're going to do some reflection so you can journal some of this reflection down we're going to do two meditations a longer one at the end and a shorter one at the beginning and we're going to talk about uh, receiving in the areas of life in general, in the area of creativity, in the area of relationships, in the area of sexuality (laughs) and sex in relationships, and in the area of money and wealth, because money is on top of the mind of many people at the moment. And I was just guided to talk about (laughs) these areas with you. And now, before we get started, I invite you to come into a sitting position cross-legged or you can also spread your legs and I'm just going to do this too. So, bear with me. (laughs) And we're going to open our hips. So I invite you to start circling on your sit bones slowly so you get a feeling of really opening your hip area opening your womb area opening your lower dandian how this is called this area in Taoist philosophy and this is the area in your body where energetically you receive energy So this is roughly the first and second chakra. This is where energy is pulled into the body from the crown, through your feet, from the earth. Also from heavens, through your crown chakra. And then it meets there also the breath. That's why in breath work, always there is an emphasis on uh, breathing into your lower abdomen because this is your energetic center. And then also the energy you take in through um, food and drink is being sent down there. And from down there, from this energetic center, your heart and your mind, your brain is being powered up. So this is where energetically we receive. We of course also receive through our five senses and through our heart. But this is where energetically everything comes together and is 
transformed into creativity, into sexuality, into energy in general to run your life force. So I hope you're still circling and you can turn around and circle the other direction. And just feel if you're holding any kind of tension or stiffness there. And this is always an invitation if you're holding pain, if you're holding stiffness in your own body to ask very specifically, because this is personal, why are you holding this? Like I have quite some stiffness in my hip area and this is to me about the feeling of safety. And feeling safe is very important in order to be able to receive. And once you finish up circling and just feel a little bit that you're a little bit more open, that you created some space, I invite you to just close your eyes now and then feel into your womb area again, your lower abdomen, your hips. And imagine you are a baby, an infant, and you are in the arms of the mother. This is not your own mother, this is the universal mother and she's holding you very softly you feel her warmth you can feel her heartbeat and you feel safe here you feel wanted here You feel like you have all right to be here. And you feel her love for you pouring down into you. She surrounds you with a pink light. And in this pink light, in this pink cloud, there's golden glitter. And it's all around you. And it's also entering you. It's all within you. Going into every cell of you. And you feel her love, her warmth, her unconditional love for you. You feel how much she cares for you and how loving she looks down at you and how much joy she feels in her own heart about holding you in her arms. And you feel so taken care of and so safe. And there's nothing you have to do to receive her love. She's just giving it to you freely. And all you do is lay in her arms and receive.
and you feel how the two of you are surrounded by this pink cloud with golden glitter and how you feel one with her how you can feel that she is giving as well as receiving because it is not just you who is receiving it is also her who is receiving your love and she's receiving the joy of having you through you and how you are in this circle of giving and receiving and you give to her without doing anything you don't have to do anything simply your existence is giving her so much joy that she in return gives to you so much love and then take another deep inhale and exhale and slowly open your eyes again and I feel <laughs> now we are all set for this episode let's discover it together and the first area I want to talk about is life in general your perception of how much you're receiving and how much you're giving to life and when you think about receiving in life you can think about just noticing for instance the beauty of nature of now like this autumn here in the northern hemisphere of the beauty of the colored leaves or the beauty and the warmth of a smile of a stranger or the wisdom you get from a conversation you have with a random person or from the little wonders that are happening to you or from receiving a gift from someone that you hadn't expected how much are you open to yourself to that and if you want you can pause this um, recording for a moment and you can just draw like a circle on a paper and you can just look how much do you feel you give to life and how much are you receiving does the circle have equal halves of giving or receiving or do you just feel life is difficult life is about suffering life is hardship that you have to give and give and give all the time and then when you look at the part of the circle that is you receiving there's a question how worthy do you feel of receiving because being able to receive to me has two aspects it has the aspects of feeling in a way safe feeling that life is generous but also feeling worthy of receiving and when I think of being worthy or feeling worthy 
I always look at nature and just see how nature gives. It just gives to everything, to animals, to the beings, to humans, to plants, simply because they exist. They don't even have to give anything back, but nature gives abundance for existing. And so to me, I know in my head that we are all worthy of receiving. It is still something else to embody this in your heart and in your soul. And therefore, I invite you to reflect on this. How worthy do you feel? And what are the ideas you may hold about yourself that hold you back from feeling worthy? What are the events that happened in your life that made you feel not worthy? What needs healing? What is the relationship to your own mother? And to your father and dad, to your own parents? And what can you do now as an adult, taking responsibility of how you feel and how you perceive this world, what can you do now to really start feeling worthy? What will help you? And I feel this is something you almost have to answer personally we will do a meditation at the end of this podcast that is hopefully giving you a little bit this feeling of feeling worthy and this feeling of being able to receive simply simply because you're here and you exist but it's a it's a journey that I think all of us are on and it's a journey of continuously healing and being very gentle to ourselves and learning to be loving to ourselves, and it's a journey of feeling unconditional love for ourselves and accepting in that unconditional love all of our sides the good and the bad the darkness that we hold as well as the light and saying you know we are not just we cannot only receive if we are good if we do good but we can also receive when we are, when we judge ourselves, you know, that we're still worthy of receiving. So it's a journey we are on <laughs> with this, but it's an important topic to um, investigate feeling worthy when you want to want to open yourself up to receive more in life, and when you want to make this whatever it was in your pie in your circle, how big this square was of how much you receive in life, then you want to increase that, when you want to bring giving and receiving into balance, into 50-50, um, you need to look at how worthy you feel. Now, let's talk about creativity. And creativity, we are all amazing, amazing creative beings and creativity, I feel, is the ultimate act of receiving. Because to me, creativity is not something that happens in our mind. It is us letting go of our mind 
and of our thoughts and open ourselves up to simply receive innovate divine energy and have it flow through us and then use our mind and our skills to create something of it. So it's an ultimate act of opening yourself and receiving what is there already. And sometimes when I go into the records, I really feel that everything that we bring into um, matter, into fruition later, is something that is already there. We are just channeling down ideas, projects, anything, but it's already there. It is just we are opening ourselves up to it. And when you, there's many artists that say, you know, I think even Michael Jackson once said, this music, you know, that he's bringing into the world, he is just, it's flowing through him. He is just singing it. He's like putting it into like a song, but it is ultimately he's channeling it. And many artists, other artists say this about their work. And I feel it's for us a learning path to go away from trying to create from our mind into uh, just having creativity flow through us and then using our skills and our mind to bring it into the very physical because we are, you know, physical beings. We have a physical body and that is how I always think um, Source has the most joy by uh, having the energy of Source flowing through us and then seeing what we create from it. And creativity is in everything we do. It's not just, you don't just have to be an artist, you know, like whatever job you're doing, you know, if you're creating PowerPoint files, if you are creating new products, if you're making a marketing campaign, if you are designing someone else's garden, if you are like an interior designer, if you are uh, making, creating food, if you're making picture uh, paintings, pictures, if you are uh, creating a contract between <laughs> two different people, you know, uh, or new laws, it is everything is an act of creation and there is a certain element where we can let go of control and have intuition flow through us and i uh, recently started singing lesson singing lessons with uh, sarah carson she's amazing <laughs> if you want her contact details you can send me a pm but i you know i did it not because necessarily i want to bring out an album or become a singer it is more because i always had this I always had this vision as a child that I would be singing on stage. You know, always. And I feel there was this deep, deep need in my soul to be heard and to be seen. And um, I'm holding a lot of fears around this. And by singing, I feel this is a way for me to open myself up to release those fears that I'm holding about people judging me, people judging what I'm doing, what I'm saying, you know, being... Um, I have real difficulty dealing with uh, criticism. Um, yeah, all kind of things. So um, for me, the path of singing is one way of opening myself up more to, um, to let myself shine. But what I wanted to say exactly right in the singing lessons, I realized how much technique singing is, like how much practice. And of course, we always say skills make someone, right? But uh, 
skills, yes, skills contribute. Like if you look at amazing sports stars, amazing artists, even amazing people in certain fields, like when I look at acupuncture, of course, like very renowned and well-known acupuncturists, they have a tremendous amount of experience, right? They have a tremendous amount of skills. These people that practice a lot. But there is an element of also them opening themselves up to intuition to creativity to flow through them and when you look at it from for instance as an acupuncturist their skills on one hand but on the other hand it is that moment where you have used all your skills where you have read the pulse where you have analyzed the tongue where you looked at the energetic body where you listen to the story of the person and where intuitively you decide your treatment plan which points are you going to use? And if you had the same person, the same diagnosis, and you had five or ten different acupuncturists, each of them would do a different treatment. And they all would help because there's so many different ways to come to room. But that element of what they are choosing in the end, it is yeah based partly on skills, on their experience, on their knowledge, but it is also based on... Um, the creativity flowing through them, them just... In that moment, downloading what is the best expression, you know, what is the best treatment, what is the best version. And a really good singer has, of course, a lot of skills, a lot of practice, but what they're singing about, you know, that is flowing just through them. They just open themselves up. So us fostering more our creativity and us fostering getting away from our mind, not trying to create from the mind, but just having things come through us is really helping us to open ourselves up more in general to receive in life. Because creative energy is is the same as sexual, sexual energy, spiritual energy is all sits in the lower dandian. It's the same. It's the same as life force. You know, it's the same energy. So it's the energy of us being able to receive first. We are receiving divine um, ideas. And then we are uh, using giving. We are creating something from it because we have a physical body. So then we create, right? We're using our hands. We're using our voice, um, etc., etc. We're using yeah, our eyes, whatever, all our senses, all our abilities to create something from it. So yes, <laughs> that is a beautiful thing. So now, next topic I want to talk about is relationships. Again, if you want, pause for a moment and make your circle, make your pie and look at in your relationships. And we can start with our love relationships, our partners. How much do you feel you give and how much do you feel you receive? And what you are receiving, is that what you actually need? Because especially in relationships, especially when you have kids, there is of course often a little bit of a power struggle between, you know, giving and receiving in terms of money, in terms of who does how much in the household, you know, but is that actually really what you want to receive, you know, or what is it that you 
feel you need to receive in your relationship. Is it that you need to, for instance, feel uh, you would like to receive love? Obviously, you would like to receive um, connection, to feel connection to someone. You would like to receive your share life of someone. You would like to feel, um, to receive safety. You know, you can just uh, fall into someone's shoulders. What is it that you want to receive from your relationships? And what is it that you are giving? And is this equal what you are giving and what you are receiving? And then the question is how can you bring more, if it's not equal, equality into it? How can you even voice? You know, often I think, especially as women, we're not used to really voice our needs um, because sometimes we don't even know our needs. Obviously, conditioned by society um, into what our need should be, and um, sometimes we are very scared of voicing our needs um, because we are scared of rejection. We're scared of losing love, of judgment, etc., etc. So, if you are, if you feel that. Then it's the question, how can you start voicing your needs better? Or how can you maybe give more or give differently? You know, to not make this just an exchange of money and work. <laughs> because, you know, yeah, money and work, looking up the kids, looking up the household, you know. But make this an exchange about um, love in the end, about recognition, recognizing the other person, about listening to the other person, seeing them really, hearing them really, about holding space for them, about supporting them in various different ways, you know, not just uh, financially or with work, labor, but also supporting them um, simply by accepting them how they are, by listening to their dreams, etc., etc., By building them up when they fail, you know, when they had a hard day, cooking their favorite meal, <laughs> and there's so many different ways. And it's also interesting to look back at uh, your parents and the relationship they had, and what was the giving and receiving there, what was being exchanged in that relationship. What do we sometimes feel entitled to because we are um, having some sort of gender roles that also society is promoting? 
yeah next area I want us to look at is the relationship to your kids if you have kids <laughs> if you don't then you can skip that part but because you often especially when children are small it seems like we give a lot and we don't receive back but of course we do receive back so again you can pause for a moment you can make your circle look at how much you feel as a caretaker as a parent how much you feel you're giving and how much you feel you're receiving and then receiving I in a way I don't mean receiving love from your children necessarily I mean more receiving for instance things like joy like of course small kids they bring a lot of joy <laughs> you know and are you opening yourself up to those moments to just drop whatever work you're doing in that moment and just to have fun with them you know I don't know play engage when they play hide and seek you know or run around with them you know to a running competition who's faster or play a silly game with them you know that is yeah that does mean also by receiving receiving a lot is a lot with kids is about joy and fun listening to them when they bring home jokes from school <laughs> you know like receiving that childlike uh, spirit you know looking at things from a child's perspective being still open to all the wonders in the world like for instance looking at an animal and being like so wow look at the spider and look at this snail and perceiving the world in such a with such a different view you know this um sometimes you see this uh, glittering in the eyes of children you know when you're so excited about something they find something so fascinating do you can you open yourself up to that energy and to small like the moments for instance as a family you know to enjoy them together and to receive to them or receive their perspective on life you know because they still have this really sometimes innocent but also this perspective that everything is full of wonders and magic and miracles and this is a perspective that's so important to our lives and sometimes I feel we are so serious <laughs> as adults you know we are so serious oh my god um but our children can really teach us to take the seriousness away and sometimes they teach us very important lessons are you being able to receive that and also the hard lessons where they actually really mirror us and show us hey you know why are you being here now so strict why are you being here now so unfair why are you not being honest to me um yeah why are you not accepting me right now or why yeah you know these kind of lessons that they give to us are can we receive them are we open to receiving them <laughs> are we just like closing ourselves off and like no 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 i i mean i from my personal experience i can say my relationships or the relationships i have especially to my kids but also of course to my husband is like that's the biggest growth opportunity for my soul and it's 
sometimes very jolly and sometimes so hard so hard um, and it is these relationships that for all of us are the biggest growth opportunities and we have different lessons to learn each of us has different lessons that's why it is very <laughs> not beneficial to compare ourselves because yeah we all have a different lesson in this life and therefore different relationships and different dynamics and relationships yeah so what are the the great things you can receive from your children and the next one i want to talk about oh my god coming from children straight into sex <laughs> this is maybe not a, a very good but maybe we're going to come into it from the idea that receiving a child into this life is actually so sacred it's like this is an ultimate this is the ultimate act of receiving you know bringing your child into this world and um now i really invite you to listen to my podcast about uh what is, what is the spirituality of sex something like a spiritual practice of sex because i really discovered in my life um that sex is a very spiritual practice it's um union of two souls who are in love who come together under free will and there is so much giving and receiving in that union and this goes totally beyond just feeling lust and that's why i also i personally do not promote at all casual sex um, i had casual sex in my life <laughs> that's why i'm talking from my own experience total waste of energy and time um, because this sex is so sacred it is so sacred and um, you will not have casual sex you know you will not come to this level of sacredness and it is such an and your body is so sacred you know giving this to someone else opening yourself up to someone else because you're not just opening yourself up like as a um, physically as a body but also uh, spiritually you know as a soul so this is so i think something especially as women that we have to come back to honor in a way you know and really choose very wisely who do we open up to you know um <clears throat> yeah that i think casual sex well no <laughs> doesn't belong there and uh, well, there's maybe a conservative few but I think you need to look back at your own experience with sex you know and with the difference between when when you really deeply loved someone and had sex with that person and when you just had casual sex you know how did it really make you feel and this holds true for men and for women because I also really believe that for men yes there is an element of lust but there is also a very big element of feeling union and feeling this receiving you know this giving and receiving this exchange this energetic exchange also with a woman and you can not have that without love you know it's just it's just not happening <laughs> so yeah so what exactly i wanted to talk about this that i want you to experiment with um not just this layer of going beyond the layer of lust 
into the layer of soul exchanging from your hearts and from your soul and feeling especially as a woman feeling that you receive a man in sexual intercourse that you really open yourself up and you need i also talk about in my podcast about this you need to feel safe for this this is also that's why i said at the beginning i made uh, us do a meditation at the beginning of this podcast that goes back into feeling safe this is so important when you want to receive to foster a feeling of safety and if you don't feel safe in this life to really um, work on healing that healing that chakra healing that feeling fostering that feeling and really feeling safe creating relationships creating sexual encounters where you feel safe because it's you really as a woman in the sexual encounter you open yourself you really open yourself and that you can only do by letting go right by being vulnerable by feeling safe then you can fully open yourself energetically to receive a man and as for a man if you you will feel like truly you receive something but he also feels that he feels also he gives in that moment right when like i love that moment when the two bodies really join you know because in that moment i think you open yourself up but also the man receives your love your openness you know it's such um it's such a powerful moment i almost feel this is more powerful than an orgasm i mean that's also powerful but it's like the, this first moment of the two bodies really joining it's it's so powerful because it's so vulnerable it requires just such a deep love and safety if you really want to do it from a place of deep love and safety so i invite you to play with that because fostering that in your sexual relationship again will help you to be more open in general in life for creative energy to flow through you for um, in general to receive in life to receive the wonders in life the love in life it is helping you <laughs> so go about and have fun with it and see and um see how you can play with this how you can feel this and i would always also really be curious of how because i'm not a man i cannot feel into their body you know how they feel this this receiving you know and not just by and i'm not talking about what you actually do in a sexual act you know but i'm really talking more about the the feeling you have you know the two souls coming together and feeling that oneness so yeah yes <laughs> i think that is what i wanted to say about sexuality and then of course very quickly spirituality is a huge act of course of trusting and receiving getting messages getting divine guidance right letting go of control if you want to receive there is a big element of letting go of control and trusting these messages this information that is coming into you coming through you um, to be to your highest good and to guide you in this life 
Do you want to know more about the purpose of your life? Or about your health struggles? Or how you can heal the relationships in your life? Or how your business can thrive better? Get guidance directly from your own soul. You can book me now for an Akashic Record reading of your soul. You can find the service on my website, taowisdom.info. And then we're going to talk about wealth, abundance and money. Because this has all to do <laughs> with receiving and also with giving. Now, um, I have to say, I think at this current time, we are all triggered in this area of abundance and money because of the inflation, etc. And I even for me, I realized I always thought I had a fairly relaxed attitude in life about money. Like I never really worried about money. I always had what I needed to live to do the things I wanted and of course you can always have more I mean you can always have more right but I always felt I had what I needed to do what I wanted I experienced both sides of the coin of money in terms of that I was totally independent you know had my own apartment paid for all my own bills had my own career earned my own money had total independence money-wise and total control of money uh, to the other extreme where I was a stay-at-home mom and didn't have any income and was totally uh, dependent on the income of my husband and then also the entire dynamics that gives to the relationship, right? And then having a relationship where you're totally dependent and not, not independent of money. So I had both coins, both experiences and both does something to you and teaches you both an important lesson. Um, but I also realize now that I am triggered, especially in this time, sometimes about money, that how I hold fears, you know, around money and we all do. And I sometimes now wonder, is it because there's so much fear around money in the collective? And if you are an empath, if you are sensitive, you might very well pick this up as well. So this is a big lesson again in, uh, learning discernment, how to discern between your own thoughts and your own emotions and those of others but then i also realized is yes i am picking stuff up from the collective at times now but it's also some deep ideas i have around money and some ideas i have around being um an entrepreneur or being self-employed and building up my own business and what this means because i um, my background in that sense is very interesting. When I was very little, I lived in communist East Germany. So um, there was no entrepreneurship. It was not allowed. Uh, there, there was no one being self-employed. Money, of course, was something sort of negative. But at the same time, everybody was supported by the government. So money wasn't something people were worried about. Like you couldn't become rich anyway unless maybe you were in a party or whatever but you know the average person couldn't become rich you couldn't be self-employed um so and then the wall came down when i was seven then my parents were self-employed they are also earning really good money with that and then the entire what you know they had been indoctrinated for 40 years you know this idea 
self-employment is not good, money is not good, out of a sudden you are, you had this always in you yourself, you wanted to be self-employed and I always had this in me too, like I have this in my birth chart too, that I really, I'm born for being self-employed, but then of course I have all this conditioning also from the society I was born into, from my parents, their experience then with being self-employed where uh, there was a lot of jealousy in other people that out of a sudden someone, it wasn't normal to be self-employed, you know, because people for 40 years were being told this is a bad thing, you can't do this. So now there was a lot of people experience a lot of jealousy around uh, someone else becoming like a, a successful entrepreneur and making good money with that. So there's a lot of themes and you will hold themes around money too from your upbringing, from society. And we hold a lot of um, themes also around wealthy people. You know, we see in general in society, wealthy people are frowned up on. We have a lot of theories about how um, bad, how evil wealthy people are. <laughs> like incredible. Um, and very few examples. There are, of course, many examples of good people having money, but we don't. That's not... Um, being put into our eyesight in a way, you know, so we always get these examples of wealthy people doing bad things with money, just being very greedy and hoarding it all for themselves. And so there is also this big idea in a religion, firstly, that, you know, being poor is kind of a good thing, you know, money is bad in spirituality as well. There are these two coins. It's either uh, money is kind of bad and we're doing something good here as in the healing world too you know we shouldn't ask too much money for this you know on the other hand there's a lot of people who teach about um, manifesting money <laughs> which I really oh my god I disagree with a lot of things that are being taught <laughs> in the spiritual world um, this is one of them not because I think it's bad to manifest money no I think the the approach to it is kind of not very natural so but a lot of people make a lot of money by teaching others how to get rich by manifestation so I think all of us we hold real duality feelings around wealth and money and I realize that if we want to make changes in this world which we are about to do Good people need money and we need to open ourselves up to the idea that it is okay for good people to have a lot of money and that they will that it's that they are able that they can use it for good. You know, because money in itself is totally a neutral energy and I feel that um, so much now that wealth or is being part of or creed you know it's all about wealth is associated with creed and we have a lot of wealthy people who just hoard money and um not distribute it not give it away is simply being born out of the fact that we were operating for thousands and thousands of years on a certain consciousness level that makes us believe uh, we are living in a world of scarcity and Therefore, you know, we have to sort of hoard money <laughs> and um, we, we felt very separate from each other. So therefore, we, a lot of people don't care about that. There's poverty out there or 
um, yeah, other themes. But now the thing is, um, consciousness is changing, is rising. A lot of people are really um, healing. A lot of people are, or not a lot of people, but in general, I mean, we like consciousness level is on the rise. So that also means that we will see more and more people who do good things with money. And like, if you just think about all the things that we want to change, because you know, if we want to build different school systems that just fit our kids better because the current systems just are not anymore suited for so many kids. I mean, why do we have all these diagnoses these days? You need to ask yourself, is it the issue with the kids or is the issue with the system? <laughs> and my answer to this is very simple. You know, if, because also children, I'm talking about this a lot, the energetic system of children has changed is changing and therefore we need to change the settings we need to be able to put them into an environment where they can thrive you know we cannot just fight and say everything has to stay how it was in the past i mean that, that is total not a craziness you know to not evolve systems you know so for people to build new schools they need money for people to build healing centers like very different to do more emerging of everything we know that is great from western medicine with everything we know that is amazing from more alternative medicine uh, ways uh, from creating hospitals where simply like starting from the food is better right the food is just like food is so important hospital food is not great like delighting everything if we want to change that we need money for that people that build other healing centers that build retreat centers people that go and you're going to do inventions that help um, for instance I don't know getting rid of plastic waste or producing products in more sustainable ways you know all of these things all of these people need money and these people have good intentions so I think we really have to start learning to opening ourselves up that it is okay for these people to get earn make a lot of money so they can actually bring forth changes in this life in this world and there is a lot for us to heal in our relationship with money wealth and abundance in the end of the day because of course um we are so being triggered like the last years with the pandemic i think the pandemic really triggered in a lot of people that um feeling you know the question about fear of death fear of illness is that a fear of totalitarian control as well because of everything that happened with the governments and this was was is still a huge opportunity for people to heal those themes and now with the inflation we have a huge opportunity to heal our relationship with abundance with wealth and money so that we can have more people, more good people, having, owning money to make changes in this world. And what I did recently, I listened to a presentation from a lady and she channeled the energy of money for a book. And in the presentation, she just had a channeling of that. And it was really beautiful because, of course, the energy, when you ever connect to the energy of money, it is, of course, neutral. You know, it is all what we do with it and 
we need to have some trust in the future and in humanity, in our goodness. You know, we need to have some trust in that we are fundamentally good beings to trust ourselves that we can do very good things with money. And that you are also, this comes again back to worthiness, that you are worthy. Like every exchange, everything you are doing, what you're giving, you know, there needs to be an exchange for it. And you can again quickly pause and you can think about, let's think about your work, you know. It doesn't matter if you're self-employed or if you're employed somewhere, how much are you giving in your work and how much are you receiving? And with the receiving, of course, this doesn't just include money. This includes, like, I remember when I was employed in a corporate world, I once held a job. I had so much fun in this job. I had amazing colleagues. We would travel um, to these beautiful hotels, you know, and there was just so much more than money that I received in this job. But of course, my pay was also good. I was also be able to just, you know, have a decent apartment and do everything else I wanted. So I received a lot in this job just also outside money but when you reflect now of course the money you receive also needs to be in uh, on a certain level that you can support your life and this thing especially when you have your own business how much are you giving and how much are you receiving in this business and that of course is not just this is again not just about money because in a business, I especially also in a spiritual business or healing business, there is so much we receive from the clients we work with. There's so much we learn for them, from them. Or even when you are a cashier, you know, somewhere, when you work in a shop, sometimes I think the some shop owners just really enjoy. They enjoy engaging with community. You know, there is a lot outside of money that we receive. But money is an important part in it. And you also need to realize that if you want to give more, you need to receive as well. And like for me, for instance, um, I always attend conferences. I always learn. I, yeah, I always uh, sharpen my skills. I always learn more. But of course, I also pay for this. And then at some point, of course, I need to say, you know, for the service I do, I need to receive something back because I'm all the time working on becoming better, becoming a better healer, becoming a better uh, channel or whatever, you know, but um, at the same time, you know, I cannot just fund this all for my own money and become poor one day. I mean, what's the point in that? There needs to be a sort of a fair exchange and you also need to find this for yourself, especially if you invest a lot in yourself to give back. It, because in, in the end, we invest a lot in ourselves because we give it back to others. And what we then receive from others also needs to be a reflection of what we are giving, what we are investing in ourselves to be able to give more. And we have a lot of examples in life where we just see people giving and giving and we hold it as such a virtue, you know, oh, like Mother Teresa. Yes, of course. And um, a beautiful person. But on the other hand, you also need to realize if you only give, 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 
you burn out. And she might have perceived actually in the interaction with people, she might have perceived a lot of energy. We don't know, but there is something that when you give, especially also in your job, you know, that you need to perceive back. So exactly, I wanted to say, I was listening to this presentation from this uh, lady who channeled on the energy of money. And then um, what I learned <laughs> entirely different in this womb healing class that I'm doing right now, which is amazing. I feel so being held in this class. But um, one of the techniques we were doing there is to record ourselves. And this can be anything you say to yourself. This can be your biggest dreams you're having or just an affirmation like, I am full of love or, you know, I am divine, creative being, etc. So to record ourselves and to play our own voice back to ourselves. And I found this so interesting as a healing method because it really does something when we listen to ourselves. So with this lady, with what she channeled about money, I basically just recorded this as well with my own voice. So I have it now as a voice memo and I can record it back any time that I am feeling guilty <laughs> of spending money or um, I feel fear around money. I can record back my own voice about the energy of money, like really making sure that I actually embody that knowledge I have of the energy of money, of being really neutral, you know, of this exchange of giving and receiving that it really arrives on a cellular level through the vibration of my voice. So I can invite you to do this as a tool too when you're holding fears around, can be around anything of the topic of receiving, you know, receiving love, uh, receiving in a relationship, you know, receiving in your work environment, anything that you just record yourself, you know, I am worthy, for instance, I am worthy of love. I am opening myself up to receive. If you want to become, uh, if you want to be guided more, I am opening myself up to more divine guidance. If you want to be more creative, um, I am opening myself up for creativity to flow through me. You can record yourself and then just play it back <laughs> to yourself and see what it does to you. If it does something for you, I hope it does. Now, wow, this podcast has been long already. So now we come to our final meditation together. So I invite you to just lay down or sit in a very comfortable position. And... Once you made yourself comfortable, you can close your eyes and just arrive in the space for now. And just feel how you're laying or sitting on the ground. Just feel the surface beneath you. And feel how the breath is entering you. And feel how you're connected to the space around you. 
through the breath and through your contact with the surface beneath you. And then you turn inwards. Just check, is there any tension in your head, in your shoulders, and you only notice in your arms, in your chest, or in your back, in your hips. How do your legs feel? And how do your feet feel? And you allow yourself to melt more into the ground. You can just drop the tension. Just imagine you become really, really heavy. And you really sink into the ground. And then the scene around you is changing. You're still lying or sitting on the ground. But you're now sitting on a field of grass. You feel the earth beneath you. You still feel very heavy, but the earth also feels soft. And you notice a light breeze around you, very gentle wind. You also notice that it's warm, that the sun is shining. You notice the sun on your bare skin, in your face, in your hands, on your bare feet. And now you're listening to the sounds. You just hear a slight breeze of wind. You hear birds. You see a white butterfly flying by and you can almost feel its wings. You feel how serene and peaceful. This scene is distance there are some trees and then you notice how a small child is sitting now next to you you feel very comfortable in the presence of the small child You realize you have a connection to each other 
It is a small child that also lives within you. And you invite a small child to just sit comfortable or lie down comfortable just like you are. And you bath in the energy of that small child. You feel it's holding an energy of joy, of feeling content, an energy of excitement, of love for life. And you feel how slowly the energy of the child goes over into your energy and how you both are being bathed into this bubble of joy, of excitement, of feeling one with life. And then the small child points up his hands into the air and it points towards the white butterfly and you look at it closer now and you now see it with the eyes of the child how beautiful the butterfly is how free it feels how much joy it takes from life see the eyes of the small child with how much wonder it looks at the butterfly and you just receive that beauty of this white butterfly and the wisdom of it too showing you that life is full of miracles feel how the child is just touching the grass underneath your hands and you start touching the grass too and you feel the softness and you feel how it's connecting you to the earth below you and how life is vibrating in the earth below you how the grass is providing you a soft bed to lie on or to sit on. And you look at the piece of the grass, how green it is, how beautiful that color, how vibrant the color. And you look at it with the eyes of the small child next to you. And it feels like as if you're feeling grass for the first time and how it connects you to the life in the earth 
and how alive it makes you feel. And then you see the child taking his hand and blowing out from the mouth how a wind is blowing. Becoming like the wind. And you start blowing into the air. And you both just sit there having fun blowing into the air. And feeling as if you are the wind and you can blow up leaves and blow through the trees and blow over water and make the water surface ripple. You feel the force of the wind. You feel its strength and its softness at the same time. And you feel how it brings up change. And the child smiles at you because he just taught you how to feel like the wind. And then you feel how the child is bathing in the sun. How he puts his face towards the sun and just takes in that warmth energy. And you do the same. You feel the sun on your face and you relax more into the ground. You just look up into the sky and you look at the clouds. There's nothing to worry. There's nothing else to do. There's only to be and to feel here. There's only to receive. And you just feel how the child feels the joy, the warmth of the sun. And you feel it too. And then the child looks at you and it smiles. And it invites you to run. It says, let's get up. Let's run. And you get up. And then you start running and you run and run and run. And you feel the joy of running, of moving your physical body. And you run faster and then the child runs faster and then you run faster. And you start laughing. And then you feel the exhaustion. You stop to take a breath and the child stops to breathe. And you laugh because you just enjoyed. You just had fun for the sake of having fun. And the child smiles at you and you smile at the child. And you thank the child for connecting you back to receive the wonders of life, the wonders of being a child, of just enjoying what there is. And you sit down again and the child sits down again next to you. And you just take it in once more, everything around you. The grass, the earth, the sun, the butterfly, the joy in your heart. You just take it in once more. 
and you feel so grateful for this gift the gift of receiving the joys of life and then you thank the child and you say goodbye to the child and you slowly come back into your physical body and you take a deep inhale and exhale and you open your eyes and you're back thanks so much for listening I invite you in the following weeks to just play with the energy of receiving to just check in regularly how much are you giving how much are you receiving how much are you opening yourself up to receive and with that I wish you a wonderful day If you would like to learn more, sign up to my Facebook or Instagram account and check out my services on TaoWisdom.info.